Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. My name is J.J. Jackson, and it's so great to have you here with us on this Tuesday, August 1st. The month of August has arrived, and Lockdown Blue Devils continues to move along. We get set for the start of Duke football camp, but a lot of Duke basketball conversation, and that's what we've got for you on today's show, as we will talk about Emmanuel Dildy being named the new assistant coach for Duke University. We'll talk about Cooper Flagg, who's on an unofficial visit to Duke. We'll also talk about the weekend in Chicago that the basketball team had. All of that on today's show with my good pal Kevin Connolly, who is the site expert for Ball Durham. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to follow and subscribe to Lockdown Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcasts. You can also watch this show daily on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Share this video with your friends. Like the video as well as your support means the absolute world to us. Hope that you enjoyed yesterday's Mailbag Monday edition of the program, a football-themed edition. We'll have to do another basketball-themed Mailbag Monday coming up soon. So any questions that you've got right now about Duke men's basketball, Ask them. We want to answer them on upcoming installments of the program, and we'll do that very soon. Without further ado, let me bring on my very good friend, Kevin Connolly, who is, in fact, the site expert for Ball Durham. And Kevin joins us now here on the program. Kevin, August has arrived, man. My, oh, my. Uh, the year is flying by, and before you know it, we'll be watching Duke football and, and taking in the men's basketball season as well. Yeah, it's flying by the Sunday of summer. I guess some some might say, but uh, certainly August 1st um, in Duke country was a big day. It is. So we're excited to talk about everything going on with this basketball program. First and foremost, Emmanuel Dildy has now officially been named the coach. It took a while, but here today we finally got the press release from Duke. It is official. He's replacing Emil Jefferson on the bench. Once again, your thoughts on this hire? Yeah, it seems like it's a good hire. He has a lot of recruiting ties. Um, you knew it was coming eventually, most likely after um, this weekend's business trip to Chicago. Um, obviously, he wasn't on it. Um, but yeah, you finally get that uh, press release out there, makes things official. That means all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed and everyone's signed on a black line where they have to. Um, so uh, interesting to see now um, what his first uh, duty is going to be as an assistant coach. Yeah, and when we actually get to see him in that uh, Duke gear, that's going to be really fun for fans, uh, something we always look forward to. John Shire and Emmanuel Dildy having quotes in the release from Dildy himself. I'm greatly humbled and excited to join John Shire's staff and the Duke basketball family. I have the utmost respect for the legendary tradition and standards established by Mike Krzyzewski and all the great players who have worn the Duke blue. I'm grateful to Coach Shire for the opportunity and look forward to to becoming part of the brotherhood really like that statement a lot of rich tradition in the duke blue uh from mike krzyzewski and now as dildy says he's really excited to work with john shire yeah the, that was the cool part of, of his quote it's paying homage to what coach k has done for duke and the players that um have played there now before he's gotten there um typically you don't really see a lot of that um in press releases and statements from coaches joining staffs but um, it certainly seems like Emmanuel Dilley, um is recognizing the tradition and the history of the Duke basketball program. That's pretty cool to see. 
For John Shire, he said the following, quote, I have known Emmanuel for quite some time and have great respect for his recruiting and on-court coaching abilities. What stands out is his tireless work ethic, having most recently been on staff with two highly regarded head coaches and Chris Collins and Porter Moser. He's a Chicago guy and someone who will bring tremendous energy and passion to Duke. We're excited to welcome Emmanuel and his wife, Rebecca, to Durham and look forward to seeing his immediate impact on our program, end quote. Uh, from the head coach himself, John Shire. Love that. Love that, and uh, can't wait to see those two guys work together. But, uh, yeah, funny enough, the team was just in Chicago, and here John Shire is tipping his cap to another Chicago man now joining the staff. Yeah, and something we touched on before um, with his relationship and working with Chris Collins, a former Duke guy, and Porter Moser, who um, at one point was one of the hottest um, coaching commodities in the coaching carousel. Um, So, again, he has that experience of coaching high level and at a high level and in big games. And um, like we mentioned, the big thing that has really surrounded him throughout this process um, is how good of a recruiter that he is. We're going to get more into the weekend in Chicago here in just a minute. But again, the Chicago ties are so important to point out here for this Duke basketball program. 785 miles separate Chicago, Illinois and Durham, North Carolina about a 12-and-a-half-hour ride in the car. But, Kevin, if you look at the history of this program, starting back with Mike Krzyzewski himself and now the current head coach and all the connections there in the Windy City, that 785 miles that separate the two feels like absolutely nothing because we've had a whole lot of success on that trailway. Yeah, absolutely. And you look at all the players that have come through the program from Chicago. You look at um, some guys maybe a little bit recent, like a Jalil Okafor or Jabari Parker, um, player to that such but yeah there, there's there's a lot of ties between the Chicago area and Durham like you mentioned with Coach K and now John Shire as well you throw now Emmanuel Dildy in there um, they call New York City and Madison Square Garden Cameron North but uh, Chicago's got to be close up there as a, <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a second or third home to do considering that they get a game um, just about every year at the United Center as well. Yeah, no kidding. They love going back up to that area for sure. So Dildy joins the staff officially. We'll wait and see kind of what his role will be on the court. Shire did also uh, talk about the respect he's had for him on the recruiting trail, but wanted to make sure he was given praise and credit for his work on the court. Jefferson worked a lot with the bigs a season ago. That appears to be a hole on this coaching staff. We'll see if there's some shifting with the guys returning to the staff, but nonetheless, uh, a lot of on-the-court work will be done by Dildy. Absolutely. And that's something that you're going to see develop over time, right? You're going to see how guys progress from the beginning of the season to the end of the season. We talk about Derek Lively a lot and his progression um, from day one to the end of the year. Um, That's what you're hoping for here. And obviously we've highlighted that um, a weakness on this team could be the big men and that center position and rim protecting role that Lively filled. So uh, certainly a lot of work for this coaching staff to do and trying to get the guys um, ready to go, uh, not just for day one, but Uh, as the games get bigger and more important in March and hopefully April. First day with a new assistant coach who's going to be one of the primary recruiters for Duke men's basketball and recruiting is already off and running. A really big recruit on campus in Durham for an unofficial visit. We'll talk about that after our first time out here on today's program. Locked on Blue Devils here today is brought to you by our friends over at eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure that every player is a perfect fit, and it's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, 
you'll be sure every part you need fits just right the first time around. Add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know that the part will fit or you get your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. You can get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's run. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Moving forward here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils, J.J. Jackson alongside my pal Kevin Connolly, who is the site expert for Ball Durham. Kevin, talking about uh, some recruiting news, we learned late last night, Adam Rowe, first to report that uh, a pretty big visitor would be coming to campus for an unofficial visit today with Duke University, and that is, of course, Cooper Flagg, who is one of the top recruits in the class of 2025. We've talked recently about some possible reclassification rumors that could be out there for Flagg, but nonetheless, he's never visited Durham before, never been uh, on one of these visits to Duke, and he's in Durham today. Yeah, it was certainly uh, really big news that dropped last night into early this morning as the story continued and developed. And um, not only has he just not visited um, Duke or Durham, it's his first unofficial visit to a college. Um, so certainly really big news that Duke gets the first crack at an unofficial visit. You would imagine um, an official visit would be happening at some point as well. Um, but this is... This is not just your typical um, player coming to campus to visit. This is this is big happenings um, in the college basketball world with the reclassification news aside. Even if Cooper Flagg does stay in the class of 2025, I mean, some people consider him the best high school basketball prospect in the country regardless of class. So um, certainly big news um, that either some Duke fans went to bed with last night or woke up this morning and saw. We talk about Flag a good bit. I would really encourage people to read the latest profile on Cooper Flag done by Isaac Trotter of 247 Sports. Isaac's going to be on the show a little bit later this week to talk a little bit more about Flag and what he was able to learn in his reporting. But let's just go over those Peach Jam numbers for just a second, Kevin. For Cooper Flag at Peach Jam, the premier amateur basketball event for high school players out there, averaged 25.4 points per game. 13 rebounds, 5.7 assists, 6.9 blocks per game. 25 points, 13 rebounds, average will round it up, six assists and seven blocks per game. Holy cow. It was one of the best Peach Jam performances of all time. It was that special for what he did um, for that week down in Augusta, South Carolina. It was, it was incredible to see. And, I mean, there were – I think maybe off the top of my head, three triple-double performances from him with points, rebounds, and blocks. I mean, I think the thing that stood out to me the most was um, standing at six foot eight, six foot nine. his ability just to block everything around the rim. It's not like he was this seven-foot-one, seven-foot-two rim protector. I mean, he, he's a big guy. He's under seven foot, though, and he was just blocking anything that anyone else brought inside. He was able to take down Cameron and Caden Boozer, um, in the round robin of, uh, portion of the event, lost to them in the, their group or their age championship game. But I mean, yeah, this kid—he's—he's he's the big—he's the real deal. Um, everything you read about him is true. Um, and basically, from when Duke started recruiting him, I guess what his freshman year when he was in eighth grade, just about, um, he said that Duke's his dream school. He said that 
Uh, he's modeled his game after players like Jason Tatum and Grayson Allen. Um, so Duke seems to be all in on Cooper flag. I know there's some rumors circulating that um, Connecticut's trying to make a late push for him. Um, but at least for what I see in here, it seems like all signs still pointing to Duke. Uh, talking about Cooper flag again, the main native who plays high school ball at Montverde Academy down there in the state of Florida, the rarity for a premier player to come out of the state of Maine. Really good reporting here from Isaac Trotter in his story for 247 Sports. There's only been uh, two players in the last decade to be ranked inside the top 100 recruits every year from the state of Maine. And it's been nearly 40 years since a basketball player was drafted into the NBA from that state. So one, just the find great players are going to be found but you just don't hear that often of players from way up in Maine uh, being as elite as Cooper Flagg is. And that was one of the reasons why um, he went down to Montverde Academy to play for legendary head coach Kevin Boyle is just to have that more exposure, to have that better competition. Um, played his freshman year um, in, in Maine um, and then made the jump for his sophomore year to Montverde Academy. So, yeah, it's certainly um, – I don't want to – I don't want to uh, say anything negative about the state, but certainly not a basketball-rich state that you typically hear on the recruiting trail, um, like your Californias or your New Jerseys, New Yorks, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you don't hear about players coming out of the state of Maine, um, but it could be two in the next couple of years with Cooper Flag and then his brother Ace Flag, who also had a strong performance down at Peach Jam. Um, seems like he's working his way up the Division One ranks and going to end up at a D1 school. Um, when his time, his turn comes to uh, commit. No kidding. We talk a lot about the Boozer twins and to let I mean, they're flag twins as well. A little bit of a larger drop off in, um, you know, the, uh, the, the star power from Cooper to ace than there is from Cameron to Caden. Uh, but uh, yeah, two sets of twins right now highlighting this 2025 class. And again, it remains to be seen whether or not we will see Cooper flag reclass into uh, 2025. But it doesn't matter where you come from, the Stuke basketball program, the brand is unbelievable, as we so often talk about. So the fact that they're able to get the one premier player out of the state of Maine should not surprise anybody, as here we are talking about distance is nothing when it comes to Duke basketball. Yeah, they'll, they'll go anywhere. Look at Tyrese Proctor coming from Australia. They'll go halfway around the world or all the way around the world to try and find good prospects and good players to come play for the Blue Devils. Um, but, yeah, well, like what you said about the reclassification, it's pure rumors and speculation right now. Um, the biggest thing would be that if Cooper Flagg were to reclass into 2024, he would still have the age requirement to be a one-and-done and go to the NBA. So that's kind of where that room, those rumors and speculation come from. It's You have to have that certain age requirement to be eligible for the NBA draft. So if Cooper Flagg reclassifies from 2025 into 2024, he could theoretically, um, should things work out for him in his one season at Duke, still be a top pick in uh, that draft that June. You're listening to Lockdown Blue Devils here today. J.J. Jackson alongside my pal Kevin Connolly, the site expert for Ball Durham. Also appreciate those of you watching us on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button to our YouTube channel. Like this video and share it with your friends. Also go check out balldurham.com. What can we find there, Kevin? 
Well, we're all over recruiting news right now. Typically in, in college basketball, I was going to say high school basketball, but typically in college basketball, um, August is kind of like that dead period where things are real quiet. Um, high school prospects, if they do have uh, events and games, they're kind of slowing down. They're getting ready to go back to school as well. Sometimes you'll hear of announcements or cut downs of lists like we have in the last couple of weeks. Um, but Duke coming out swinging in August hosting Cooper flag on an unofficial visit here on August 1st. So we got all the recruiting news, as you mentioned, at the top of the show, um, we'll have football coverage heating up as well. No, last time we're on the air, we talked about Mike Elko's contract extension for a little bit. And then obviously all the news and notes um, and videos that emerge from the Duke basketball program. We'll be covering that, breaking that down and giving our opinions on that as well. So um, like you said, you can read us at balldurham.com and give us a follow over on Twitter at ball underscore Durham. You take a look at what has happened uh, this past weekend in Chicago as we go back to kind of uh, our talking points a little bit earlier in the program. Duke got a chance to get away. We talked about it at the end of last week that this exclusive NIL event that the program was going to put on had to be canceled. It did not, however, stop Duke from taking a trip up to Chicago for getting team bonding uh, experience and opportunities and, of course, if you go to the website, you guys have a remarkable breakdown of uh, what all took place. But let's highlight some of the things that happened over the weekend, Kevin. Tell our, our viewers, our listeners, a little bit about Duke's trip to the Windy City. Yeah, so as you said, there was no public basketball portion of the trip. That got canceled due to impermissible NIL rights as those rules continue and evolve and change seemingly by the day. But like you said, Duke still went up there. It was more of a business trip. They got to sit down with executives from a whole different – um, companies, one being McDonald's and Duke alums all over the place hosting these guys for information sessions and just to kind of tell them what's out there on a life beyond basketball, trying to set them up for future success whenever their basketball careers come to an end. So that was kind of the heart of the trip. They also got a day out on Lake Michigan, um, out on a boat where they were able to relax and have some fun, but felt like the biggest stories from the trip came at those dinners. JJ, you know how team dinners can be. Um, started on Friday night for a team dinner, and um, Duke got some special guests in attendance um, at that those dinners as well. We talk about some um, elite Duke players from the Chicago area. Um, Jalil Okafor was there. Also had Grayson Allen, Matt Jones, a couple of national championships, uh, national champions, I should say. Brendan Besser, a walk-on who was on that national championship team. And who could forget the legendary Quinn Cook was also in attendance on that Friday night dinner. So that was really cool seeing um, pictures and videos of the, the current team kind of mingling and talk, getting to talk with some of these experienced NBA players, Quinn Cook, an NBA champion, Grayson Allen, certainly having his success in the NBA. Jalil Okafor is a top pick. He's going to go overseas to continue his career. So always cool to see um, players past, present, and future uh, mixing it up a little bit at dinner. Yeah, no no kidding. The fact that you've got the proximity piece in, in all of this for some of them with Okafor being from the Chicago area. I want to give some love as well to DJ Stewart, another one and done uh, who is in attendance. He's from Chicago. We keep forgetting the number of people uh, from the Chicago area that played for Duke, but DJ Stewart pulled up this past weekend, and, and it, we love that. We talked about the Summer League Las Vegas dinner. We talk about K Academy. I don't know what it just Duke fans absolutely love the content that's provided when former players are able to come back and uh, mingle with the current team, so much so that Quinn Cook 
is the newest uh, guest on the Brotherhood podcast, and he talked a little bit about that, right, that it really does mean a lot for these players to get to come back and have opportunities to mingle with the current roster. Exactly, and the one big thing was the one thing that all these former and then current players had in common was that they were all they all played for Mike Shashevsky. Now that's not the case anymore. I mean, you look at basically the entire roster now and even last year, what Jeremy Roach and Jalen Blakes, Blakes. I think were the only two guys that are still on the team that were coached by Mike Krzyzewski. So um, it's certainly cool to see that John Shire has kept that tradition up of connecting the former players and the current players and eventually the future players together. But the big surprise um, from the weekend, I guess, for the team came on Saturday night when Jason Tatum unexpectedly flew in and joined the team for dinner on Saturday night. And that was um, really cool to see. Obviously, we talked about Jason Tatum last week and his skills camp, having Duke players there, Duke recruits there as well, and commits. Um, so, like we said, it feels like Jason Tatum is uh, a coach, but not a coach <laughs> for this Duke team. And certainly one of the brightest stars in the NBA, having, having him in your corner is always an added bonus um, that John Shire has since the two have a really good friendship. Absolutely. Really, really awesome to see the content that was produced from this weekend. The guys hanging out, having a good time. Uh, They pranked head coach John Shire regarding his birthday. You guys have a really good story about that up at balldurham.com. So go check that out on Kevin's website if you want to see exactly how uh, the Duke basketball team was able to prank their head coach. Really good stuff that was there. Kevin, before we get out of here today, again, just kind of promote your work and let people know kind of the Duke basketball news and notes that you're watching out for the rest of the week. Well, obviously, all eyes are going to be on Cooper Flagg when he wraps up his unofficial visit um, probably tomorrow afternoon. Um, You could read all our coverage of that at balldurham.com. We're going to have a couple more pieces coming out throughout the week on Cooper Flagg and perhaps his decision-making going into the reclassifying into 2024, how he stacks up with a couple of other top prospects in the class of 2024, and um, we'll have a couple other – Bits and pieces coming out about Duke basketball at balldurham.com. And then on Twitter, you could read us at ball underscore Durham as well. Kevin, we appreciate the time. We'll talk to you again soon, okay? Thanks, JJ. That's my pal Kevin Connolly, the site expert for Ball Durham, joining us here on the program. And that's going to do it for another episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. Again, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to our podcast feed. Leave us a five-star rating and review as your support of Lockdown Blue Devils means the absolute most to us. That'll do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.